I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, good afternoon, and welcome, everybody, to yet another edition of In-Game Live right here on SportsGrid. Dane Martinez and Jared Smith giving you everything you need to get the edge right here on the grid. Jared, you know, we had a lot of fun yesterday kind of digging deep into some of the discrepancies with a lot of the futures bets, and you were showing people whether to snack on it or to hedge it, but we're going <laughs> to keep on doing a little bit more of that this time in the AFC. We're also going to talk a little bit about college. Remember, you've got Tua showing videos. We have draft props. No shortage of things to discuss, right, Jared, even in these shelter-in times. Yeah, and, you know, to me, the I think that's going to be one of my new favorite phrases during this uh, during this quarantine, snacking. You know, I, you know, Damon Harrison was this, was Snacks Harrison, so right. I'll be Snacks Smith, you know. Okay. And I, I like to snack anyways. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. I've got a fridge full of stuff, and, you know, I've been cr- creating creative, uh, healthy ways to not go crazy during the snack time here in the shelter-in-place. But uh, I, I do like what we're doing because, again, we talked about this before. We have such a jump on these markets. It's been right. very fun to kind of see them at the baseline when they start, and we'll obviously have a much different idea and picture of it in three to six months when the season really gets going. We'll kind of already be a step ahead of where things started, and then that'll help us see a better picture of where they're going because we'll kind of be right in the middle of that line movement, and it's, 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 it's been a positive experience so far. I know we don't have a lot to talk about, sure. but the things that we do have to talk about – we can really get a close look at it. Beads and snacks teaching you how to fish on in-game live. Jared, you know, the you bait. About, that's right. You're talking about like three or four months, right? Whenever it gets going 
Well, you know, I'm not so sure, Jared. The chief medical officer came out and said yesterday, Dr. Alan Sills, who in essence is like the Dr. Fauci for the NFL, he said, listen, and I quote, Jared, as long as we're still in place where a single individual tests positive for the virus, that you have to quarantine every single person who's in contact with them in any shape, form, or fashion, then I don't think you can begin to think about reopening a team sport. I think that's very interesting, okay? They're yeah. kind of planting the flag, Jared, on a number of levels saying, listen, these are the conditions that are going to need to be in place for us to reopen. And quite frankly, Jared, I think it makes sense. We've been talking about quarantined NBA tournaments and the like, televised, produ produced events. But for the NFL, which has 53 men on a roster, coaches, personnel for days, it is going to be hard unless they can actually continue to test people time in, time out, and that those tests don't take away from the general public who need it. Right, Jared? Yeah, and, you know, I think the that that's why we saw, you know, there was an eye-opening interview uh, that I saw Jeff Van Gundy give uh, yeah. to a radio station earlier this week where he flat out said there will be no MLB or NBA or hockey season this year, and yeah. football will start late. And... I'm much more on that train today than I was a week ago. And it seems like every day I get one right. or two more notches toward Jeff Van Gundy's thinking just because, and again, we're in the, we're in the worst of this right now in New York city. I look out my window every day. You hear the ambulances, you see no people, you yep. see the, the fear in the streets. And that's why there's been a lot of skepticism amongst, uh, you know, high ranking officials in the NFL, about whether or not they should be having this draft in late April. We heard Adam Schefter give a scathing, uh, scathing interview with Scott Van Pelt, right. where he basically bit the hand that fed him uh, about the NFL having their draft in the apex of the most amount of deaths that we're going to see in this country. So, you know, there's some, there's some, you know, league officials and medical people and, and people that I, you know, opinions I trust and respect who are really pushing me towards, listen, we shouldn't even be thinking about sports right now. We need to get our country healthy. And, that's going to be a debate. That's going to be a sticking point about this specific issue because part of the country probably really craves to have sports yeah. back. And But is it a need or is it a want? And what's right. more important right now? And and I think it's going to obviously be a debate that we have a lot of time to talk about here, here especially here on the media ranks. Uh, yeah. But it, it is a public – it's kind of in the court of public opinion where things kind of shake out. And I think the healthy – the the health of the country certainly is is priority one – we could use a little morale boost here and there, though, with sports. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. You know, and I think, unfortunately, I don't want, you know, our sports that we love so much to kind of be part of any kind of politicized pardon the pun, football back and forth, right? You know, there are going to be people who think that we need to open up. There are going to be people who think that we need to kind of keep this way of being for a lot longer. Um, you can have your judgments on that. We will be here on SportsGrid to give you what you need from an X's and O's standpoint to try to take advantage of some of the news and notes that we are hearing. And, you know, outside of that moving target of the NFL calendar and what the world will look like in the future, because it changes almost every day, Jared, almost every, you know, week we have completely different numbers or different outlooks on where we are on a curve. But one thing that has become clear, um, Jared, is that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be bringing back most, if not all, of their weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I read that now they will have 10 of 11 starters back 
with Kansas City if and when it does get going. The only one that's not is their left guard, Steve Wisniewski. And that is because they have restructured, the Kansas City Chiefs has restructured Sammy Watkins' contract. He was set to have a huge cap hit um, this season, about $21 million, but they restructured the deal, moved it around a little bit, and it looks like he has signed, and, you know, it's like a $9 million base, but a ton of incentives. Sammy Watkins looks like he will return as part of the Legion of Zoom for Kansas <laughs> City. What do you think his impact really is? What role does he play on that Kansas City offense? I mean, I think he needs to be a guy that trains these younger wide receivers. You know, we saw a few of them burst onto the scene last year to Marcus Robinson, the first one that comes to mind. But, you know, Kansas City has other weapons that I think – are going to continue to progress. I think they need Tyree Kill to stay healthy. I think they need Sammy Watkins to stay healthy. They definitely need Patrick Mahomes to stay healthy. Uh, I, I do think overall it's a good thing for the Chiefs. Uh, and again, I think the timing of it's intriguing because it does appear that they probably kicked the tires on some other wide receivers before right. they decided to kind of let Sammy be that guy that comes back and leads this team. Um, and I, I think maybe the other ones were just a little too rich. Maybe the Funchesses or the Dorsets, maybe they didn't want to give him any long-term deals or lock him up for any periods of time because we didn't see, uh, you know, those weren't blockbuster deals, but we did see some movement in the wide receiver market during this offseason. Obviously, with Amari Cooper staying in Dallas, I think he kind of set the market, and then with Stephon Diggs getting traded, uh, you know, that kind of changed the dynamic of where some of these teams maybe looked. I think Minnesota definitely will look in the draft at a wide receiver. Yeah. Kansas City was a candidate uh, to add a wide receiver. I do think that they're very heavy on the small speedster types and not the big possession types. Right. Maybe that a Funchess would be, and, and I think Sammy Watkins is in that category as well. Uh, listen, the Chiefs are the defending champs. Anything they do to add to their team at this point is icing on the cake. They just need to keep all their guys on the field, and Sammy's had an issue with that over the years. Yeah, absolutely. We always say the greatest availability, excuse me, the greatest ability is availability. And you talk about kind of the uh, the way they put it together. And I said the Legion of Zoom, all of these guys, right? Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is the perfect best ball format kind of player. And I want to give people a little bit of a tutorial here because remember, Jad, we don't just give you a fish. We teach you how to fish here on SportsGrid and on in-game live. Um, there's a lot of different formats in fantasy, and you've heard everything from the two quarterbacks to the flex to PPR and standard. But Jared, one of them is called the best ball format. A lot of people like this because they don't have to manage throughout the season, okay? A lot of people think that the draft is the most fun part of fantasy football, and this allows you to really focus on the draft. You don't have to have a waiver wire. You don't have to ask people questions like I get all the time in football season on SportsGrid. Should I start this guy or this guy? Should I bench this guy? Who should I? Should I pick this guy up? None of that is in play in best ball leagues, Jared. What you do is you draft your team, and then your point total is created by whatever the optimum best possible lineup you could put out there would be. So you don't have to worry about who's starting, who's sitting. Sammy Watkins is similar to guys like Deshaun Jackson, Will Fuller, Jared, these over-the-top stretch-the-field guys where on a few weeks of the season, they're going to absolutely blow up and yep. carry you to a win. The problem is you don't know which weeks those are going to be. And so, you know, people struggle all the time. Is this the week he's going to blow up? Is that the week? And it's kind of like these DFS tournaments we play on FanDuel and DraftKings. When you do a big tournament, you have to get one of these guys correct. Look at Sammy Watkins, Jared, for example. Week one against the Jaguars, 
nine catches, 198 <laughs> yards, and three touchdowns. Then he didn't catch a touchdown for the rest of the season. Exactly. <laughs> in week five against Indy, two for 26 against the Chargers in week 11, another squad douche in week 13 against the Raiders. But then he bounces back, right? You know, um, in the playoffs against Tennessee. Yeah. That's for 114 and a touchdown, a nice Super Bowl, five for 98. So I just want to let people know that this is the kind of guy, if you hear the term best ball, it is because they have the potential to truly hook you up and win you a week. But it's going to be absolutely frustrating figuring out when it is. So in a best ball format, a guy like Sammy Watkins rises up the rankings for me. Make sense, Jared? Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think I think the Chiefs are a good team to do best ball on, you know, right. because I think they're going to have some of those games where, uh, yeah. you know, one of their guys is going to go off every week. So I think if you're in a best ball league, uh, certainly uh, loading up your roster with Tyree Kill and, and Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, right. those types of guys, uh, I don't think you can go wrong. I think the Chiefs are going to have another big season this year. Um, I, I do think Kansas City, maybe they won't win the Super Bowl, but I think offensively they're a really good fantasy football team to kind of bank your team on. And I think overall, you would expect the Chiefs to kind of be right where they were last year. And that's a 12, 13 win team uh, on the cusp of winning the Super Bowl again. They were probably going to have a, well, actually the bye is interesting now because only one team gets the bye uh, in each league. But you would expect them to be playing in the AAC championship game again. Yeah. And they are, like you say, Jared, they are right now over at our friends on FanDuel, the odds on favorite to win Super Bowl 55. You talk about getting home field and that bye. Remember, we've talked about how the schedule is formed. They will play head-to-head the other first-place teams from last year, including the Baltimore Ravens. We got to see where that game is on the schedule. Whoever wins that game, in my opinion, will have the inside track for the one seed in the AFC, but there's a lot to go from now until then. Jared, another kind of headline that came out this week um, you know, between now and then, there's going to be an open competition in Chicago for the QB1 job, okay? As we know, Mitchell Trubisky, kind of the incumbent, was drafted number two overall by this team. A lot of buzz starting to happen that maybe the franchise and maybe people don't think he is franchise quarterback material. We know a few weeks ago they brought in quote-unquote competition for him in the form of trading for Jaguars, Eagles quarterback Nick Foles. And here's the thing, Jared, we talk about familiarity all the time in these offseason signings. Well, the quarterback's coach up in Chicago is now John DeFilippo, his coordinator in Jacksonville and in Philly, he being Nick Foles. The offensive coordinator now in Chicago, Bill Razor, was with the Eagles, with Foles. Matt Nagy with the Eagles and the Chiefs. That kind of system, the Doug Peterson, Andy Reid offense. So they are getting, you know, Nick Foles is kind of comfortable in Chicago, but they are saying if OTAs were to start today and they ain't starting anytime soon, it would be Mitchell Trubisky who takes the first snap. I got to tell you the truth, Jared. I think they're just treating Mitchell Trubisky with kid gloves and protecting his ego. If you ask me as a betting man, and you know I am, I actually think Nick Foles is a better fit. Nick Foles is the better player. And I think Nick Foles will be taking the snaps week one whenever it happens for the Chicago Bears. What say you? So a good story about this. So when I was a junior in right. in high school, I was the I was the oldest remaining quarterback at the varsity level. Okay. There was a sophomore who was better than me, better than me, up and coming kid. 
I got the first snap of training camp. I didn't get the first snap uh, in, yeah, in week go. one. And, and, and it was basically like, all right, Smitty, that's what my high school coach calls me, which is ironic because that's what Scotty Farrell calls me. Uh, he was like, Smitty, you get the first snap. And then it was like, not ideal. And then he put this kid in and it was like, that was it. You know, right. this you got this Wally Pip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, listen, I, I, I don't claim to be, uh, I, I don't claim to be Brett Favre uh, in the, in the, in the football Bulls, talent ranks. I could hold my own. Your arm strength, Jared. Just yes, I do have good arm strength. I, 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 I do have good arm strength. I do have good arm strength. But I, I wasn't. Pocket uh, or whatever it is. But I, I, I was. I was a game manager. I was a game manager. The Bears. They're just kind of anointing Trubisky as the incumbent, but they yeah. also expect Nick Foles to kind of leapfrog him throughout the course of whether it be training camp or the preseason. I, I think that is definitely the plan. And I don't think they bring on a guy like Nick Foles unless they plan on putting him in. The, I mean, they're paying him a lot of money this year, and the Jaguars are still paying a lot of that contract too. And then the Bears are going to probably have to be on the hook for a little bit of the money next year as well. There are some interesting caveats in his contract uh, uh, about what happens next season, but I don't think Chicago makes that move unless they have big plans to get him some playing time. And again, it, it could work out the other way, though. And the other side of this is finally Mitchell Trubisky has some competition, right. some real competition, and he plays up. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he elevates his game a little bit. I mean, let's be real. They did take him in the top five. I mean, you know, he was still a guy that they relied on to be yeah. a franchise quarterback. I think they're going to give him every chance to do that, but they're not going to be as lenient. The leash will be much shorter this season because they actually do have a legitimate number two option. Yeah, you know, the old saying goes, pressure burst pipes. Another saying goes, pressure makes diamonds. So we will see how Mitchell Trubisky responds. I think you're absolutely right. Chase Daniel and the other backups they had, you know, he knew that they were no true threat to take his job, whereas Nick Foles is. So let's see how he responds. And I think you're right also, Jared. You know, he was drafted in the top five. He was drafted number two, in fact. And the Bears traded up to get him. I've said it on this air before. If you draft the quarterback in the top ten and you get it wrong, it pushes your franchise back for years. See Blake Bortles. See potentially Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. And maybe Mitchell Trubisky has backup in his future as well it looks like he will have one more chance to figure it on out and that'll be very very interesting as we go along one other note that i think is very interesting jared is um eric ebron who was signed by the pittsburgh steelers recently has come out and said this week he admitted he would not he is still not a hundred percent after having ankle surgery and if he had to go right now he couldn't I find this very interesting. We're going to get your take on this on the other side of the break. But, Jared, we have been talking all offseason long about not being able to do the physicals for players, right? Not being able to press the flesh, whether it be in the pros or in college with guys like Tua and Pro Days. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I do think it was interesting, some details about this, because, you know, he wasn't evaluated by the Pittsburgh Steelers doctors. They had a third-party doctor that they approved of kind of give him the once-over, clear him, and now we hear later on Ebron saying he's still not 100%. Lucky they still have four or five months, but I do think this is interesting in the context of what we've been talking about, you know, kind of how teams are going to have to be creative 
in this time period. We're going to get your thoughts on that on the other side of the break, and then we'll dig into the Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit more. We'll continue to dive deep like we did yesterday in the NFC and find value on the futures board, whether it's with the Pittsburgh Steelers or elsewhere. Come on right back. It's in-game live on SportsGrid. You got Dane and Snacks Jared giving you what you need. We'll talk Pittsburgh Steelers and the rest of the AFC right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back here to In Game Live. Dane Martinez and Jared Smith taking you around some of the headlines from the last week in the NFL and digging deep into how to make some money off of it. We've told you about, you know, the quarterback situation in Chicago. We told you about the Kansas City Chiefs getting the band back together for their offense to try to repeat as back-to-back Super Bowl champions. And one story that I found interesting, we talked a little bit about it before the break, Jared, is that Eric Ebron has come out and say he is still not 100%. You know, he had ankle, seize, uh, ankle surgery last year end of the year on injured reserve for the Indianapolis Colts. And I think this is very interesting, Jared, because we've talked about this. Team doctors have never had an opportunity to uh, give Eric Ebron a physical, to give him the once over. All right. It was a kind of third party independent doctor that both sides were kind of, uh, 
you know, convinced with, they were satisfied enough with his, uh, you know, diagnosis that he was cleared to go ahead and give this guy a two-year, $12 million contract. I find this interesting, especially in the context of what we have now in this pandemic. And as we have said, you know, this is incomplete information that some of these teams are going to have to make decisions on. Yeah, and I, I, I think as we, go, as, as we go forward, you know, pieces will be revealed. I, I, this is a temporary, you know, kind of disruption sure. in the normal operating procedure. The timing of things for Eric Ebron probably weren't great because he needed a little bit of the, of the bounce back time. Right. And he could have used the supervision and the rehab that was very structured and very controlled in an environment that was uh, in a medical, you know, facility and a lot of these players are forced to be on their own right now, which means they have to set their own schedules. I'm sure they're getting guidelines from the teams, and I'm sure the Steelers' medical staff has been in touch with Eric Ebron, but he's not getting that one-on-one, -on -one, hands-on support that he probably normally would at this time of the year based on where we are in the league calendar. So it's unfortunate for Eric Ebron and other players that are recovering from injuries, and I think that is why our strategy is a sound one, where we are going to you know, devalue some of the teams that are more unsettled at this stage, the teams that have a more stable situation, the teams that are healthy coming into the season, the teams that have coaches and coordinators and quarterbacks right. that are still returning and on the, you know, those are the teams that we're going to continue to value at the level where we see them at in the marketplace, where some of those other teams where, you know, I'd say the Steelers are one of them, especially because of the uncertainty with Ben Roethlisberger as well. We might, you know, knock them off a tick or two, uh, until we get more information and until things get back to normal. And we'll see if that adjusts the odds. That's the great thing about where we are now. We we kind of have this mental note. We're taking a kind of a mental snapshot of where the marketplace is now. And once we do get back to normal operating procedure, it'll be fascinating to see some of the movement that incurs uh, directly as a result of things getting back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned kind of the uh, the ups and downs and familiarity being very important. We've talked about it in divisions like, say, the NFC East, where the Eagles are the only team in the division that will not have a new head coach for the 2020 NFL season. You talked about consistency. And, and, and Jared, as it relates to the Steelers, for years, the consistency was there in what was called the killer bees, right, Jared? You know, we had Big Ben, you had Le'Veon Bell, you had Antonio Brown, who were literally truly elite at their positions. And that that's what Pittsburgh was able to do. You know, you knew you could count on them to make the playoffs. You can count on them to be there in January. And now we may be coming into a different era. They are still, Jared, favored right now, at least on FanDuel, to make the playoffs. You know, we did some of those yes-no bets in the NFC. And I think Pittsburgh is an interesting case. They are listed right now as minus 152 yes that they will make the playoffs. I think if you read the tea leaves from our previous conversations, I'm a little bit lower on the Steelers than you are. I've been talking about teams in that division like the Cleveland Browns, maybe, you know, it being their year to kind of bounce back. You seem to still think, though, that Big Ben and the crew may have it in them still for one last ride. Are you considering them right now as a yes to qualify and be one of the seven teams in the AFC to make the playoffs? Because if you do so, you got to lay minus 152. Are you comfortable now on that from a big picture situation before we dig into their win total and some of their game-by-game matchups? 
Well, I'll say this: if there was a seventeen playoff last year, they would have done. They would have made yeah. it. So you know, I I think I it's hard to take them off of that list completely. I'll say the Ebron news is a little bit unsettling. I didn't know that until you mentioned it to me this morning. I I, I wasn't paying attention to the Ebron news uh, as closely as you were, and 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 that's. To me, that does change things a bit because I think he was a weapon that was kind of brought in to stabilize things a little bit. And Pittsburgh obviously struggled mightily on the offensive end last season. Granted, they were without their starting quarterback for right. you know ninety nine percent of the year, but I, I I think they also struggled to kind of find consistency with with a, a weapon that they really do rely on a lot, which is the tight end. I mean, the Steelers are known sure. for having great pass catching tight ends. Uh, that 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 do damage in the red zone and and that bail Big Ben out of situations and Ebron was going to be one of those guys. He's had some really exceptional seasons uh, with Indianapolis, especially. Yeah. Uh, and and you know I, I it's disappointing if he's not going to be 100% for the season. That being said, I think Pittsburgh is still a a, a you know a, a moderate buy. Okay. I wouldn't say strong buy. Um, you're definitely more bullish on the Browns, and and you know you're slowly getting me on board with Cleveland. I do think they're becoming more of a buy low team by the day, and yeah, maybe if I was 70-30 Steelers Browns as that second team uh, in the AFC North, maybe today after the Ebron news, I'm closer to 60-40. So if you want to use it in allocation terms, I know we love the finance, the financial terms here on this All show. Right. I would say I'm a little more neutral on the Steelers today than I was yesterday. Remember, they still also do have Vance McDonald in their tight end room, a guy who was able to make some plays. But I think what I what I truly believe, and part of the reason the Steelers may be a fade for me, take Big Ben out of it, Jared. You know, James Conner was supposed to be able to seamlessly fit into and replicate Le'Veon Bell's production. That didn't happen. He couldn't stay healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster was supposed to step into Antonio Brown's shoes and be that wide receiver one. That didn't happen either. And so what I've also said, you you know, they're minus 152 to make the playoffs. Their win total right now, Jared, is nine on the number. Okay. And so in order to hit that, you know, over bet, they've got to get to 10 wins. So what I want to do right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers is I think there's going to be varied opinions on this team. I really do. Like, do teams believe in their defense to keep it going? What is left for Big Ben? You know, you talk about handicapping the division on the whole, and we talk about that a lot. What I want to do now, Jad, we've done it before, is go game by game with them. And thanks to our friends and partners out there on FanDuel who have put up the lines for all 16 Pittsburgh Steelers games. Like, so, they don't have anything better to do, right? All right. <laughs> Let's put this in perspective to start. As you know, you've seen from our other shows here, the way the schedule is put together, okay? The Pittsburgh Steelers will have six of their games home and away against the rest of the division, right? Two against Baltimore, Cincy, and Cleveland. That's six. They happen to be playing the entire AFC South this year, so that's another four games, which gets you to 10. Interesting division this year. It is. It is. They play the entire NFC East, so that's another four games, which gets you to 14. And then, as you previously mentioned, they will play the second-place team because they were a second-place team. They will play the second-place team in the other AFC divisions. How do you feel against about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is a team, Jared, whose home-road splits have been dramatic over the last few years, and especially if you look at Big Ben stats, home and away, has been killing it at Himes Field, and a little bit less so when they are taking their road trips. We'll start at home. We'll start with the division. How did they do at home against Baltimore, Cincy, and Cleveland? 
Well, they went three and three in the division last year, and I think that's probably where I would put them again this year. I, I think you know they 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 handled all their home games with the exception of the Baltimore game, and then they lost. They went one and two on the road. Uh, their one win was at Cincinnati. So I I think that makes sense to me. I think I, I think I'll do that again this year. I think I'll say two and one, two and one. I think they're one or two and one, one and two. Excuse okay. me. And I think their one, I think their one road win will be the Bengals because they just they just own Cincinnati, uh, especially in Cincinnati. Uh, and I think they'll go two and one at home. I think they'll lose to the Ravens or, or the Browns at home, and and then they'll 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 split those two tough games, and then they'll take care of business against Cincinnati. Gotcha. All right, so you kind of you know still almost putting them at five hundred, uh, but just comprised in a different way home road split. So for now, you have them two and one at home, them being the Pittsburgh Steelers. I told you that, you know, they will play another second-place team in the division. The one that they welcome into Pittsburgh is the Denver Broncos. Jared, they would be four-and-a-half-point favorites as of now at home against Denver. You think they can get that done? I think they beat Denver at home. That's an intriguing spread, though. If that game's early... If that game's early in the year, I might be taking the Broncos. I think the Broncos' defense is for real. We don't, you know, we've discussed Denver right. being one of those teams that I'm kind of a little bullish on this year, uh, thinking that Drew Locke kind of comes back and, and does something strong. I'm very intrigued about what they do in the draft. I'm hearing that Denver has you know, a little bit of juice in terms of maybe potentially trading up and grabbing one of these big-name wide receivers. And I, I'd be very intrigued with this Denver offense. Of course, they've got Melvin Gordon coming in, and they've got Philip Lindsay. They've got a good offensive line, great home field, and a good defense. I think Denver could be a surprise team. So that might be one of those spots where if I'm on the Steelers' win total, I would bet Denver plus four and a half. And I think, that, that, I think that's a, a little snack, a little bit of a snack there. All right, fair enough. But you have them ultimately, the Steelers, winning outright. Yes. They play the AFC South, we mentioned. So the two teams from the South that come to Pittsburgh this season are the DeAndre Hopkins-less Houston Texans, where, again, the Steelers will be four-and-a-half-point favorites. They like that mm. spread right there in no man's land against Interesting. Bill O'Brien. Like. Ooh, I'll tell you what, that might be another snack right there. Texans, okay. li- li- listen, I- I'm telling you, uh, I think a lot. We-, we-, we did the morning show with Ariel, and, and she's a little – bearish on the Texans she really likes the Titans in the south and I I I think the Titans are a good pick as well I I think I'm not counting out Deshaun Watson and the Texans are priced very interestingly in the south I I think they're gonna and listen I I know I I know Hopkins was a big loss but man oh man Deshaun Watson is really really coming into his own if he can stay healthy the 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 Texans are still going to be a 500 team this season and maybe a nine and seven team and sneak into the postseason uh, that's a situation where I'll give the Steelers the home win again, but four and a half seems like a, I'll tell you what, man, you might, I might be putting some money in FanDuel tonight. I might be loading up on these, uh, these dogs. Cause I think, I think, I think Pittsburgh's offense is not going to be as explosive at all. So I think anything over three in the hook for Pittsburgh, uh, even if they're at home, I think, I think they're going to be in a lot of close games this year because of their defense. So four in the hook, uh, I'd be intrigued with the number there, but I'll give, I'll give Pittsburgh the home win. You'll give Pittsburgh the outright win. You spent yeah. two talking about how much you love the Houston Texans, how much you hate the Pittsburgh offense, but yet the Pittsburgh Steelers, you think, will win that game. Yeah, I'll give them that one. I'll give them that one. They'll only be two-and-a-half-point favorites when they welcome in the Indianapolis Colts with Frank Reich and Phillip Rivers. Less than a field goal against the Colts. Who do you like in that one? Uh, I think the spread's very telling there. Um, 
the books are higher on the Colts than I expected them to be. Yeah. The Colts, the Colts are favored to win the South over Tennessee. That like, to me, that's surprising. Um, and, and I'll, I'll give the books the benefit of the doubt on this one. I'll say, I'll say Indy wins. Um, because, because Indy, Indy is right now being, being favored in the books a little bit higher than expected. And by default, I have to at least respect that right now until I see more information come out about drafting and teams and more. So I'll 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 give the Colts the win there. So that puts it what a two and one in the non-conference. I mean, you in the interconference, you have them four and two overall um, at home. And then we've talked about this. They will play the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so one of those. I'm trying to find it. One of those home games in that scenario will be a battle of. Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia Eagles will oh, come be fun. Pittsburgh. The Steelers oh. will be one and a half point favorites in that oh. environment. Who you like in that game? I'm, I'm taking the Eagles there. I'm, high I'm on taking the Eagles there. Okay, ta- yeah, I, I like the Eagles there. I think the I think I think the way that I'm capping these from a from a win loss perspective. If you're a road team and you're and you're getting less than three, meaning. They right. think you're the better team on a neutral site. Sure. On a neutral site, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with the I'm gonna lean with the points there. So okay. so the four and a half numbers that we talked about, I'll right. give you know to me I, I, I at this point in the year, for you. yeah, the field goal three and the hook is where I'll I'll go back and forth. Uh, but to me, one and a half, two and a half, I I I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the road team there, and I think the Eagles uh, get a big intra Keystone State. Key victory, key race alert. Trust state rivalry. It doesn't matter Intrastate. if it's in quarantine or not. They'll be able to play that game, hopefully. The other NFC East team that comes to Pittsburgh, judging by your logic, you're going to give this one to the Steelers. They'll be over a touchdown favorite, Jared, when they welcome the Washington football team to town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a Steelers win. That's a game where the Steelers defense could basically cruise control through a win, probably. All right, so you have the Steelers, Jared, going five and three at home this season, okay? And so, listen, I believe you on that. The the Steelers are a much better home team than a road team. We only got a few minutes. We'll keep on doing this on the other side of the break. But catch me up on what you said, because as we start to go into their road games, you said, correct me if I'm wrong, that they would go two and one at home in the division and one and two on the road in the division. Correct me if I'm wrong. You think maybe they can go into Cincinnati and get the job done. Do you see that they would be four and a half point road favorites against what we believe will be Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? Yeah, I I think that line tells you everything you need to know. I'm going to take the Steelers there. All right. You have them going down to the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Um, and you have them where they would, by the way, be seven-point dogs. And you have them going down in Cleveland. And that's the interesting one because, you know, we've been talking about these second- or third-place teams when it comes to the yes-no. Jared, though, here's the interesting part. You talk about that two-and-a-half-point right line for the road team. The Steelers are plus two-and-a-half in mm. Cleveland. So right there, what you're talking about, it seems like the books are, you know, on a neutral site, find these teams to be very similar. You know what? I'll flip. I'll do a flip on Uh-oh. you. I'll say, I'll say the Steelers go into Cleveland and win just because it'll make our bet more interesting because I know you're high on the Browns. Yeah. So, so All let's, right. so, so let's flip it now to four, to two, two and one, two and one. 
Fine. So you have them going five and three at home this season, two and one so far against the division on the road. When we come back on the other side of the break, what we are going to do is go through the rest of the Steelers road schedule, where they wind up, what that means for the win total, what that means for the playoffs. And if we can find other values to correlate off of this, as we look at the AFC in a comprehensive futures market, it's in game live. Dane Martinez and Jared Smith giving you the edge here on Sports come on right back game time decisions you know there's a bet that i want to bring up is the over under prop for tua right now and it's two and a half but it's plus 300 to the under i think there's going to be a trade i do there's always trades in the nfl draft the chargers aren't getting them if they wait till six and if the dolphins like them you you got problems i think that the redskins and maybe the detroit lions are both open for business dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
All right, everybody, welcome back to In Game Live here on Sports Grid. Dave Martinez and Jared Smith taking you through everything you need to know. Yesterday's edition, we took a deep dive into kind of the NFC, some of the playoff futures, some of the win totals. And we're doing this in the AFC, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers today. We've already gone through their home opponents, which we think, or Jared at least thinks, that they will go 5-3 and three on their home schedule. We have An important two- distinction to make. <laughs> Jared thinks what I think a little bit later on. We've been going through their road opponents, Jared, and you kind of flip-flopped a bit. You had I did. First going 500 in the division comprehensively, said they would go 2-1 and one at home, you know, potentially with a loss maybe to the Ravens or what have you. But then you think they also go 2-1 and one on the road that they could get it done against two of the three AFC North rivals, even on the road. Is it that they lose at Baltimore? You think they get it done in no, I, I, it was the line against. It was the Cleveland line that little yeah. that changed my mind a little bit. I, I think that line is a little shorter than I expected it to be, right. and that's why I think I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning towards the Steelers in that matchup. But I'll tell you what, that might be a game that decides the postseason. Which team gets a playoff spot? That Brown Steelers game. That's those two cool. games actually. You know, in Pittsburgh and in Cleveland. That's true. If one of them sweeps the opponent right there, we'll certainly give them a leg up in what we think may be a clouded and clogged up AFC wildcard race, especially now with three wildcards in each conference instead of two. Jared, I told you they will also play the second place teams from these other divisions. They go on the road. Um, excuse me. They welcome Denver in. We talked about that. Where they have to go on the road is last year's second place team in the AFC East, that being the Buffalo Bills. They will be road dogs when they go to Buffalo. They'll be getting two and a half. You think they can get it done though against Josh Allen? Yeah, that's a tough thing. Um, I I I think Buffalo Buffalo won that game last year. That was a big big win for the Bills' playoff hopes. Uh, when they played, I remember they played on Sunday Night Football in Pittsburgh last season, and Buffalo got a huge win. I have a feeling that game could be on prime time. I have a feeling that game could be in the second half of the season. Right. And you know, I'll I'll go with my strategy. I'll say if you're laying less than if you're if you're getting less than three on the road, I'll say that the books think that you're the better team. I I'm really high on Buffalo this year, so I, you know that swings me in one direction. I'll say because of my Buffalo ties, I'll go with Buffalo there. But that'll be a fun game to watch. Right, so, so I'll give Buffalo a, a slender win. So that's a loss for the Steelers, them 2-2 two and two on the road so far. We talked about the NFC division that they would have to play. It is the NFC East. We outlined that they would uh, be able to host the Eagles. They would host Washington. So you know what that means. They got to go to New York to MetLife to take on the Giants. They would be three-point dogs in doing so. That's right been around your line. You think they can go into New York and beat Danny Dimes and Saquon? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think their defense will have a big, uh, a big, big push there. Okay. The Giants are kind of not the Giant. Listen, that game's going to be a lot of Steelers fans in the house. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. be a lot of Steelers fans in the house. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, so I, I would say that's not as much of a road environment as you would think. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh gets that win. Okay, fair enough. And then the last team in the NFC East that they will have to play. And if you talk about kind of fan. Hmm. Favorites, right? Yeah. That this could be up. a this could be a Thanksgiving Day game. I, you know what? That is a great point, and that probably takes the you know we know who we're talking about now. They go to Jerry's World, Jared, to take on the Cowboys. When this happens, right? It's different than that line you're talking about. They'll be getting three and the hook. 
Jared, mm. in their trip to Dallas, the Cowboys are listed as a very early three-and-a-half-point favorite when they welcome in the Steelers. How do you see this one? I'll give Dallas the benefit of the doubt there, um, especially if that is a Thanksgiving Day game. They don't lose on Thanksgiving very often. I know uh, last year was a very unique season for them, but uh, I, I, I'll give I'll give the hook. You know, the three in the hook there pushes me to the home team. Okay, fair enough. And then, as I've mentioned, the other full division that they have to play is the AFC South. So they make two road trips in that division. One is down to Florida to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It may be Gardner Minshew. It may be someone else by this time in the season. We don't know. They could turn around and sign Cam Newton or Jameis Winston tomorrow. They could draft competition. They could go for a kind of veteran backup route like Joe Flacco to backstop Gardner Minshew. A lot of unanswered questions at the most important position in sports for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But right now, our friends at FanDuel, Jared, are listing the steel at five and a half point road favorites going down to the Sunshine State. You think they can beat the Jags in Jacksonville? Absolutely. Not much to handicap there. You give the Steelers the win, and uh, I, I expect Jacksonville to be one of the one of the worst teams in the NFL this season in terms of their uh, their final win total. All right, fair enough. I don't disagree with you unless they do something that changes the market at the quarterback position, which is always possible by the time we're taping this. Who knows, right? But the other road trip they take, uh, they would be getting points, Jared. They would be getting two and a half points in their trip to Music City to take on the Titans in Tennessee. Mm. That one. I think that's a tough one. I would lean Tennessee. What say you, Jared? I'll lean Tennessee there. Where do I have him at right now? Don't worry about what you have, Matt. <laughs> I authentically think this game against Tennessee. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, I like... I like what I've, I certainly Tennessee to me has been a team that's done all the right things in the offseason. So I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here, even though my system has yep. been two and a half. You take the road team if they're plus two and a half on the road. But I broke it a little bit with Buffalo because I think Buffalo is kind of my team this year. So I, I give them. So I'll split the difference. So they're two and a half road. I'll, I'll give the Steelers the win here. I'll give the Steelers the win. Oh, you're going to give them the win. I'll give the Steelers the win. Yeah, okay, I'll give the Steelers the win. From what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, there you go. Let's and change it so up. Jared, this is interesting. You think the Steelers, Jared, will go 5-3 and three at home. You have the Steelers, Jared, going 5-3 and three on the road as well with that little wow. flip-flop at the very end. So you have them going 10-6. and six. And Jared, it's nine, right? Back, right. Their win total is nine on the number. And you get them to 10. It's minus 110 on both sides. Throughout this exercise, you wound up giving them one more win than the book at FanDuel does right now. Is that enough for you to click submit? No, because I'm still very – and again, like I said, the, the news with Eric Ebron changes my dynamic a little bit. Right. And I think it flips the odds a little bit, too. And, and, and we don't have a lot of information yet uh, about the sequence of this schedule. So I'm not going to click submit until I see what the order is, what the primetime games are, and if teams have really tough stretches. You know, I like to kind of look ahead a little bit and see, all right, well, this is a three-game stretch that could impact yeah. their fourth game. You right. know, during that sequence. So maybe they get one of these back, easy back teams. Games. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I and that's a good and uh, Ariel and I had this discussion earlier. I think it's too soon to be betting on the, the spreads that we're talking about, oh, too. I, 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 I think it's I, I think it's really fun for us to talk about. And I think it gives us a very important glimpse into how the books view these teams right now and where we can find a little bit of arbitrage. 
but I, I don't think it's smart because of so many wild cards to be betting on this right now. But we'll give you where we're looking, and we'll keep continue to kind of give you our trends. The draft props, I've clicked submit on a few draft props, okay. uh, and I clicked submit on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. That was more of a value bet that I thought I was going to get closing line value on, which so yeah. far I have. These individual team totals and these win-loss, you know, playoff yes-nos, I will be very active in the marketplace. I'm just not there yet. No, I hear you. And there's so many things we don't know, right? There's still free agents that are out there to be signed that can move the needle. When we talk about Tennessee, Tennessee seems to be one of the teams that are interested in Jadavion Clowney's services, for example. He can move the needle. We know there's still the draft. And then I think you, you're on to something in terms of like the schedule features, right? When I look at the NFL schedule, there's certain things that I look for because I've heard what coaches look for. You know, they literally don't like having to be uh, three games in a row on the road. Yeah. And only a few teams have to do that. That is a spot I always look on the schedule. And that third road game, I will fade that team, even if it looks like a layup. You know, we don't know where the buys are going to fall, right? And some of these games that we know, we don't know if they're coming off the buy, if the opponent is coming off the buy. We don't know about, you know, games in London, per se, or Mexico City, or wherever the case may be. A lot of uncertainties travel. right now timing of these games even some of these times when the west coast team comes east we don't know technically is it a one o'clock start a four o'clock start we don't know if these games are on sunday night you talked about you know the steelers being a kind of prime time nationally recognized team maybe they will have you know not maybe some of these games will be in prime time with the pittsburgh steelers absolutely things you need to consider however jared you have them at getting the 10 wins so I guess that means you have the Steelers as one of the seven teams in the AFC playoffs. Minus one fifty-two. Yeah, I mean, I think I think either Pittsburgh or Cleveland will make will make the playoffs this year. Uh, and I think again, those two games that we that we mentioned, those are the two games I think um, that will definitely you know swing uh, in one way or the other. If Pittsburgh or Cleveland could go two and zero in those games, I think that is your answer on which one of those two teams gets in. Uh, I'm bullish on Pittsburgh. You're bullish on Cleveland. I think we right. both make good cases. I can make a case for both. Uh, I, I, I'm a little bit less uh, excited about the Steelers with the Ebron news. I need him right. healthy, and I need Big Ben healthy. And if yeah. I get those two things and I get some confirmation of both of those before we kick things off week one, I, I could see myself getting to the window on Pittsburgh. All right, so let's see. Where else we may differ? You know, I mean, there's going to be seven playoff teams here, Jared, in the AFC, right? And we may think, like, I think actually Pittsburgh, no, is an interesting bet. And Cleveland, yes, is an interesting bet. Both of those in the plus 130 range. You seem to still be leaning Pittsburgh over Cleveland for that second team in that division or the knock on wood, Lamar tears his ACL kind of thing. Who can be primed and ready to go? I want to play it out similarly like we did yesterday in the NFC. First of all, Jared, the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, and the Tennessee Titans, they were four division winners last year. Do you think any of those four 
do not qualify for the playoffs? Because if you do, you can get big time money. I mean, the Ravens are minus 550, yes, plus 390 uh, for no. Kansas City, we already talked about a huge number, plus 530 if you want to have the stones to say they wouldn't, minus 800 that they would. The Patriots, maybe I can tempt you, but they're still minus 205 to make the playoffs. And similar with Tennessee, I know you think that their kind of division odds are a little askew, but they're a big number. Uh, minus 134 to make the playoffs. Interestingly enough, not as big of a number as the Steelers at minus 152. But of the four division winners, do you think any of them are truly on the outside looking in on the playoff picture this year? I think you can make a case for the Patriots because of how much is in flux there. Right. Um, I think you can make a case for the Titans because some would think some regression from Tannehill. The other two, you, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, it would be a, it would be a monster upset. Would you bet the Patriots no at plus 166? That's plus money. That's an interesting. It is. I would rather just fade them during the regular season. I see. Um, because I think, they, I think they're a team that makes so many good adjustments that the bet might not hold its value the whole year. I think they're right. a team that I might fade at the beginning of the season, and then I could see them coming on late with Belichick figuring something out. Let me give you a couple of teams that are plus money to make the playoffs, Jared. One of them you alluded to, you think they're being undervalued in the market right now. The Houston Texans, Jared, are plus 144. That's not bad, 44. No, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good price. So you like that one? So I really like that a lot. Um, and I'll tell you what, they have the Colts games. So right. here's my question. What's the, what's, the, what's the spread on the Colts-Texans um, Colts games this season? Are the Texans underdogs in both games? I'm looking at it right now. They're plus four and a half in Indy. Right. And, they're, and the Texans are minus one and a half at home. So they think, right. I think, I think that's a split. Right. I think that's a split. And I think, I'll tell you what, that's a good number right there. Okay, uh, I, I might be getting in the window on that. I might be getting in the window on that. Texans okay. are a legit team. Even without Hopkins, they still have an MVP candidate. And we're talking about an expanded postseason and a division that has some question marks. They've right. got two guaranteed wins in the Jags. Right. Plus money okay. for them to make the playoffs. That's a good bet there. That's so a good you bet like there. Houston. You like Houston at plus 144. Maybe to nose out a team, whether that's New England, the Colts, the Steelers. Uh, you know I have to ask you about one more in the AFC, Jared, because I've been trying to convince you. Let's <laughs> test it and see if you're convinced. Jared, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are plus 138 to make the playoffs. You can get about 40 cents on the dollar if you think the Chargers qualify. Have I tempted you enough? Plus 140. So they're basically the same odds to the Texans? Yeah, well, Houston's plus 144. The Chargers are plus 138. We got about a minute, 30 seconds. I would say if you if you bet them, I would bet them both. I'd say bet the Chargers and the Texans, and there's like no that. way they both there's no way they both get not they, there's no way they both right. get in. They're, one of them's getting in. One of them's getting right. in. Right, and then technically you make money if either one of and them and they could up. both get in. That's right, and that's an interesting way to skin a cat. That's the way we will be talking about it all the time here on In Game Live. Our number one in the books. When we come back for our number two, we turn our attention to the college game. All right, who's trying to prove that they're healthy? What are some draft props we like? And remember, last week we talked about my platform 
for an extended playoffs. We did a little bit of research, and let me tell you something. It would be good. Come on back for hour number two. We'll be here to talk about it. Dane and Jared, it's in game live right here on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.